podcast. Hey, it's the end of day two of the UX West Conference in Lisbon, and you're listening to me, Panax Boom. And me, James Roy Lawson. Yeah, we're going we're crazy. <laughs> but plowing oh. on. Yes, we it's, are. It's, uh, so we, it's since lunch, we've had uh, two workshops. Yeah. It's the end of day two. It's the end of day so two. So it's the end of the workshop yeah. um, part of the um, conference. Yes. And, um, and uh, we've been through two workshops. Separate ones w- again. Was your workshop, James? No. Mine was. Well done. Steve, Portugal saves the day. <laughs> so fantastically. I've had, now I've had one workshop that actually was a workshop, and I'm really pleased with that. Uh, so Steve Portugal, uh, the name of his workshop was... Uh, so we've done all this research, now what? And he's talking a lot about the stage really between, between the, where you do the field work and the research and where you come up with, where, where you step into development. Uh, I, that means um, looking at synthesis and ideation and how you really come up with the ideas and the solutions and how you prioritize and stuff like that. Uh, I'm familiar with, with this area, but um, I mean, I, it's always nice to, well, the big takeaway, of course, in, in a session where, which actually is a workshop, yeah. is he sent us out into the streets, sort of like Russ Unger did with us yes, uh, last year. It wasn't you lot making all the noise, was it? Uh, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> no, we were out uh, observing people and getting data. Okay. And then we were just using that data to yeah, formulate solutions mm. and ideate around that. Uh, and just interacting with the other people and the other participants and then hearing Steve's feedback on the work we were producing. I mean, that's what a workshop is all yeah. about. Yeah. So, and he was... Excellent in, in the introduction as well, explaining what we're going to do, um, the plan for the session. So we were laying out your expectations. Laying out expectations, yeah. exactly. So we all knew what to expect, what, what was going on, and how, what time schedule to keep. So, uh, I mean, yeah, kudos to him for, for mm. doing a great workshop, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, big takeaways, really. Uh, there was a lot about which I liked him talking about uh, and which I learned a lot from, actually keep going with the ideation process um, until the second wave of inspiration because on the first wave of oh. uh, when you generate ideas it's like yes you solve the problems that you yeah. generally solve and relax yeah exactly and um, but in the second wave that's when the real disruptive ideas come along yeah uh, which is really cool my group though we stepped into like a third phase we, oh. we went crazy from the beginning which <laughs> 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 was real fun but it's one of one of the aspects of this uh, idea generation thing also in brainstorming is uh, like the, the idea barred from improv that you're not allowed to say no and mm. that's something we really did in our in our team where we end, we started with uh, an idea of animals went into sheep went into robotic sheep went into a big big oh. Sheep and I'm then went into a you got slide. sheep into a workshop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went into, we built a slide and a library inside the sheep, and we, it all it all, all came out of different ideas that were built into the scene. We were drawing, sketching all the time while while talking about this. So it was great fun actually. Yeah. And uh, I actually noticed on Twitter stream there seems to be a few of the workshops yeah. this afternoon have actually been workshops. Yeah, there's a few good comments. Nice, that. I like nice. that. Uh, so, tell me about yours. Yeah, I went to um, accessibility for UX designers uh, with Derek Featherstone um, and it was a lecture okay uh, three and a quarter hour lecture um, but, um, but but interesting stuff I mean Derek's Derek's real he's the real accessibility guy he's yeah. you know he's the center of the universe when it comes to accessibility <laughs> kind of I'm exaggerating a bit but now he, he knows his stuff and it's, yeah. it's, it's it's good we um, the he started off um, by serving the um, the people in the room, mm. really hot room it was, mm. um, you know, what their level of knowledge about accessibility was. Mm. That was good. You got a feel for 
where we sat in the scale, mm. and most of the people in the room were actually not that experienced with accessibility. Mm. I know I know a fair bit about it, um, um, but I, I, I'm not an expert. Uh, right. But I'm not a beginner, so, mm. so I'm, I'm, I was in yeah. the middle of the scale, I think, for this. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of it was recap. But I don't think I think with accessibility, you, it never hurts to have a recap of it because no, it's it constantly um, brushing the table. Yeah, you know, we. It, so many times you bring it up in, in projects and in, you know work with websites mm. and you know, management or you know when you talk like prioritization of things to budgets mm. and so on accessibility fixing accessibility problems it, it, it's yeah. really it's hard really work hard, as a web manager getting get up the that. list when yeah. you don't have when you don't obviously have um, uh, target or people using your services and sites that have accessibility yeah. issues. Arnie um, Lund actually had uh, talked about that mm. yesterday, and he had the accessibility example. How do we get management buy-in for accessibility? Mm. You really need to change the culture of the whole company and work it into development process and yeah. stuff like uh, that. You've got to, you've got to start, some mm. of the stuff. It's just you know, developers and so on, and designers need to do it from the beginning. It's not it's not something you should be fixing. Yeah. We should be getting this right in the beginning. Exactly. Or thinking about it, considering yeah. it in the beginning. And I, um, one good point from Derek mm. was, you know. He said, I don't, really, I don't really care how you mm. sell in accessibility. Sell it in as SEO or sell it in yeah. whatever you like. Just get it done. Mm. And that's, that's a good point. It is. Um, that's what I did a couple of years back. I worked a lot with accessibility yeah. and I realized we call it SEO. <laughs> then you get more budget yeah, for it. Yeah, right. that make, that can see that works yeah. for a lot of cases. Yeah. Another, um, another good point is, you know, especially with some of the cognitive disability things, um, almost all of us are at some point suffering from some of the kind of cognitive disabilities like to it now me and you are tired yeah so we're not thinking quite as clearly um mm. we're not 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 remembering things quite as well and so on right. these we're not officially disabled and we're not on the scale of things you know not on the extreme end of the scale but we'd benefit from some of the accessibility thinking that deals with those extreme cases mm. when we are you know just a little bit tired and so on exactly so you you don't you don't lose from implementing some of these. Mm. Oh, it's a win-win yeah, all the way. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although um, towards the end of the um, workshop, workshop lecture, we um, we were talking about specif- specifications mm. and how you specify accessibility. An interesting thing: who's responsible for specifying that? Mm. I'm in a project right now where I'm really lucky to have a developer who really understands yeah. this, and he's actually passionate about it as well, doing the right thing. Mm. But in many cases, the developers don't have no clue. Mm. And in that sense, you need to specify it. Yeah. And, I mean, is that the job of the UX designer? Mm. Maybe it should be. Yeah, oh, yeah mm. specifying well, example. One of the examples David gave was, mm. um, was Amazon um, and how when you, um, oh, when you, when you listen, when a screen reader listen, no, reads mm. the page, um, the first thing it got to after the, um, I think it's some kind of shipping link, yeah. um, was um, the quantity and add to basket. Mm. So before the image and the title describing ah, the product. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. when you, so when you're you know, blind and using this yeah, page, yeah. you have to plow through kind of cart functions and stuff. Yeah. And he speculated that this is probably because, you know, the developer has picked up a template for a page that he did. You know, oh, well, that's a three-column page. That works for this one. This is a three-column page yeah. as well. So the semantic, the, the, the source layout, the, mm. the order of the code, mm. um, had the right column very early on. Yeah. Not because anyone had thought about it, mm. because it just it was lying around like that when he picked up the you know the code mm. and reused it. So then it puts a burden on, on us. I'm saying us. Mm. I don't really know exactly who the us is, but yeah. you know us who know about it. Yeah. To specify you know, source code order, um, tab orders for for right. elements of the page. Yeah. Um, you know stuff that's going to be visible or not visible. Um, because some things you might not want to be visible all the time. Mm. Um, an example was the jump to navigation. 
that you could actually hide that. And when you first tab on the body of the page, right. the jump to navigation appears. So you've checked, checked off more boxes. It's not just for um, blind or visually impaired people. You've actually covered um, um, oh, people using using the website with disabilities as well. I'm stumbling mm. over my words now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, t you ticked off more accessibility boxes by, by doing it visually as well as in the code and so yeah. on. Um, did, now, you, did you talk all about testing? <laughs> testing came up as well, and yeah. um, including um, people with um, um, accessibility or disabilities in your um, user testing. Right. Um, your research yeah. and your testing. Exactly. And not there are so many different types of disabilities, so it's are. really hard to cover that whole area. Absolutely, but you've got, mm. you've got the, main, the main kind of categories of it, um, which is you've got your visual impairment, you've got your um, hearing impairment, um, uh, motorability, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and cognitive. Dexterity, you know, yeah. so you've got no arms on me. I yeah. don't mean yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. cognitive um, impairment, and then, well, that's. that's Pretty much it. Yeah. Your, your categories. Um, so sure, but there are variants of them all. So you don't absolutely know. the scale. So what Derek uh, gave the example yeah. of um, was that you you yeah. look at the extremes. Yeah. Um, look at the two extremes, yeah. and if you design for them or you yeah. you, you, you specify for them, then you all the grey scale in between you've covered. Okay. Neat. It's good. That's a good good thing to know. Yeah. yeah. Cognitive. I mean. Is I mean it's hard if, if it's a second language if it's mm. someone who's uh, mentally disabled or something like that. Mm. Really hard to test, really hard to build for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You've, if you have specific and sensitive issues, yeah. uh, disabilities, then yeah, you, you can't bring in just that one person who's got that one yeah. thing. But um, now we're getting into details. We I'm, really, I'm really passionate about well, this yeah, no, area as well. I, so. I, I, no, I really like it. I think it, yeah. it's, it's something we really should do. We've got responsibility to do. Mm. Um, ah, and I think. It, it sounds expensive, mm. though, sometimes when you're hearing about it. That's mm. because we're thinking about fixing these things. Um, what I like about this is the idea of making it the UX designer's responsibility mm, to, actually consider it. to fix it. And mm. I mean, we were, it's we're, we're really bad, generally, at specifying stuff for the developers. I mean, yeah. we have sketches and wireframes, mm. but we don't really say, well, what's, how is it supposed to be coded yeah. and what order is it supposed to be displayed? This I can think about. This, this would actually it would be easier to deal with accessibility in um, agile processes feels like spontaneously I'm saying this yeah, now could be. because you're you're not specifying in the same mm. way you're writing a story in the beginning and then, yeah and then you so need to redo and yeah make so it in, the in the in the sprint you mm. could actually be responsible for it or you could bring it up and, yeah. and feel it, fix it or deal with it in the beginning with the developer because yeah. you're, so, you're much closer to him so then make sure you include some more of the accessibility knowledge in your in your um, um, scrum Okay, James. So now what? <laughs> now what? I need a, I need I need a drink. I think. It's <laughs> the only way to get yeah, to the tiredness. I think we actually, uh, that would be. Yeah, well, today, today, now this was the end of the workshops. Yep. Um, so tomorrow is the third day, which is the conference day, and we know from last year that we're not going to have a chance. I don't think to do a, um, a podcast during the day. No, probably not. There's not much time. No, the schedule is no. really full. Um, so we will probably do our next podcast on Saturday morning. Yes. So tune in then, and mm. we'll give you a round we'll of the whole about day. I'll, I'll mention some of the speakers tomorrow, actually. Oh, God, yeah, good point. It's Peter yeah, Morbell, uh, Joshua Porter, uh, Steve Portical, which I, I just had a workshop Derek with. Derek again. Um, Kim Goodwin, Jesse James Garrett, yeah. uh, Rachel Hinman, who we uh, talked with uh, yesterday at dinner. Yeah. And Jerry McGovern, Jeff Godolph, and Bill Buxton. Excellent, yeah. Good day. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. So listen uh, to us on Saturday. Yeah. See you at the other side. Bye. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to UX Podcast with freelance consultants James Royal Lawson and Per Axel. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com.